Hi everyone, welcome back to the Gate of Heaven video diary and in this episode we're going to finally arrive at, at what, what might be considered as the, the pivotal moment around which the whole story of the Dawnbreakers revolves. It is that moment when the Bab finally speaks those words on which the, the entire second half of Promised One is based. And if you haven't heard Promised One, I will, I'll put the link in the comments below this video. And this moment uh, in which the Bab speaks these words really is, 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 is perhaps the, the most historically and, and spiritually and theologically significant moment uh, in the whole story of the Dawnbreakers. So let's have a look at how that moment comes about. So the Bab is now being transported by, by government troops from the prison of Shirik to the city of Tabriz, where he has been summoned by Prime Minister Agassi to be put on trial at the hands of the leading religious authorities. And so this is now, it's now 1848, so, so four years have passed since, since that night in 1844 when the Bab declared to Mullah Hussein that he was the promised one uh, that the people were waiting for. And by this time, really, this, uh, this, this, the, whole, the whole country has just been swept into this, these convulsions of excitement about the whole matter of the Bab. Convulsions which are, which are characterized on the one hand by this, this, this devoted love for the Bab on the part of thousands, tens of thousands of people. And on the other hand, by this really vehement opposition, largely on the part of, of the clerical classes of Iran. And uh, Nabil describes this, I'll just, I'll just share with you this paragraph that he writes. A wave of unprecedented enthusiasm spread with bewildering rapidity over the entire country. It swept over Tehran and roused the ecclesiastical dignitaries of the realm to fresh exertions against him. They trembled at the progress of a movement which, if allowed to run its course, they felt certain would soon engulf the institutions upon which their authority, nay, their very existence, depended. They saw on every side increasing evidences of a faith and devotion such as they themselves had been powerless to evoke, of a loyalty which struck at the very root of the fabric which their own hands had reared and which all the resources at their command had as yet failed to undermine. And so the city of Tabriz is no exception. In fact, there, there's a huge amount of popular support for the Bab in Tabriz. And so, as you can imagine, when he arrives, the, the tension is high because amidst all this popular support among the citizens of Tabriz, he has been summoned to this city to be put on trial. And when the Bab arrives, there's, there's, a, there's actually a moment which I, I personally find really funny, even though... Uh, it has very serious implications. So the Bab is brought to this, this meeting hall where the trial is to take place. And there are all these religious leaders sitting around waiting for him. And at the top of the hall, there is one empty seat which has been reserved for the crown prince of Iran. And in fact, in order to humiliate the Bab, these priests have, have uh, they've prepared no seat for him. They're going to make him stand. Well, without batting an eyelid, the Bab steps into the meeting hall, walks directly to the top of the room and seats himself in the seat reserved for the crown prince. And a silence 
engulfs the room. And Nabil has described this moment. He says, the majesty of his gait, the expression of overpowering confidence which sat upon his brow, above all, the spirit of power which shone from his whole being, appeared to have for a moment crushed the soul out of the body of those whom he had greeted. A deep, a mysterious silence suddenly fell upon them. Not one soul in that distinguished assembly dared breathe a single word. So you can imagine the, the shock, the, the anger, the, the bewilderment that, that these religious leaders must have felt as they watched the Bab take this seat of honor at the gathering. And I think, you know, it's, it's important to not to misunderstand this act of the Bab as being any indication of uh, any kind of hubris or, or um, self-aggrandizement on his part. You know, in previous videos, we've really been learning that possibly the, the most predominant quality in the Bab, in the Bab's character uh, was his humility. And he was, he was repeatedly witnessed as being a person who, who's, uh, who was so self-effacing. Uh, and on many, many occasions, the Bab had, uh, had, uh, had indicated that he had absolutely no interest in any kind of worldly power. But he did this. I think that this act of taking the seat of honor at the trial was his way of very deliberately illustrating to all these religious leaders uh, that, that his message was something that they needed to take seriously. And so eventually the, the silence is broken by the chief priest who directly asks the Bab, whom do you claim to be? And what is the message which you have brought? And the Bab responds, I am, I am, I am the promised one. I am the one whose name you have for a thousand years invoked, at whose mention you have risen, whose advent you have longed to witness, and the hour of whose revelation you have prayed God to hasten. And again, silence descends. And this time, the silence is broken by another one of the priests, uh, whose name is Mullah Muhammad Mamakani. And Muhammad Mamakani is actually an old former student of Sayyid Qasim. He had, he had actually attended the, the school back in those days in Karbala when Sayyid Qasim was preparing his students for, for uh, the coming of the Promised One. But he had, he had troubled Sayyid Qasim and Sayyid Qasim had often made remarks about him that had, that had caused concern uh, for, for the other students. And now years have passed and, and Muhammad Mamakani has climbed his way to this high position of religious power, and here he is interrogating the Bab. And he lashes out at the Bab. He says, you wretched and immature lad of Shiraz, you have already convulsed and subverted Iraq. Do you now wish to arouse a like turmoil in Azerbaijan? And the Bab, in his characteristically dignified manner, responds to Muhammad Mamakani saying, Your Honour, I have not come hither of my own accord. I have been summoned to this place. 
And Mamakani lashes out at him again. He says, hold your peace, you perverse and contemptible follower of Satan. And again, the Bab replies, Your Honour, I maintain what I have already declared. And so the chief priest decides that it might, it might be better if they, if they uh, deliberately challenge the Bab in order to, to undermine his claim. So he says to him, The claim which you have advanced is a stupendous one. It must needs be supported by the most incontrovertible evidence. And the Bab replies that the proof of his message is the same as the proof of the message of the Prophet Muhammad in whom they all claim to believe, and that is the transformative power of his word. And he tells them that his verses, his words, proceed from, from the same divine source that inspired the words of Moses, of Jesus, of Muhammad, and of all of the prophets of the past. And so the chief priest wants the Bab to demonstrate this power of his words. He says to him, Describe orally, if you speak the truth, the proceedings of this gathering, in language that will resemble the phraseology of the verses of the Quran. So the Bab stands up and he begins to speak. And these verses begin to spontaneously flow out of his mouth. And he has barely uttered one verse when Mamakani jumps in again and accuses the Bab of, of, of breaking the rules of Arabic grammar. He, he says to the whole assembly, he, he, he shouts out to the, to the whole group, this self-appointed Ka'im of ours has at the very start of his address betrayed his ignorance of the most rudimentary rules of grammar. And the Bab calmly reminds Muhammad Mamagani that the Quran itself broke the rules of the established grammar of its time, and in doing so, opened up whole new realms of language and new realms of thought, which then provided the inspiration for the emergence of the entire Islamic civilization, uh, which they have all benefited from. But Muhammad Mamakani just continues to hurl insults at the Bab, and the whole trial just degrades into utter fruitlessness. And a comment was made about the, the nature of, of the trial of the Bab, which I think this comment was made by Edward Brown, that professor from the University of Cambridge who was studying the Bab's religion in the 19th century, uh, although I'm not sure. So if anybody can confirm where this quote comes from, uh, I had trouble finding the source. Maybe you could put it in the comments if you know. He says, that the whole examination was a farce throughout, that the sentence was a foregone conclusion, that no serious attempt to apprehend the nature and evidence of the Bab's claim and doctrine was made, that from first to last a systematic course of browbeating, irony and mockery was pursued, appear to me to be facts proved no less by the Mohammedan than by the Babi accounts of these inquisitorial proceedings. And so the trial of the Bab has really been no trial at all, but it has been 
as Prime Minister Agassi intended, uh, no more than an opportunity to attack and ridicule the Bab. And these clerics sentenced the Bab to be bastinadoed. The bastinado was a, a really nasty form of criminal punishment at the time, where the victim is laid on his back with his legs raised up uh, over a pole, and the, the skin on the soles of his feet are slashed off with a rod. And so eager are these clerics to inflict suffering on the Bab, that the high priest of Tabriz himself takes the Bab to his own home and inflicts the bastinado with his own hand. And he's whipping the, the Bab's feet with this rod, and he goes and gives the Bab a bloody good whack in the face too, which leaves the Bab with this gash and a swelling across his face for which he then requires medical attention. And this leads us to an episode in, uh, in the story that, that, that brings the whole story of the Bab a, a little bit closer to home for me personally. And I will tell you why in the next video. So thank you for watching. And as usual, it would be great if you give this video a like, more people will see it. Share it with your friends and, uh, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And um, if, you like, if you'd like to hear Promised One again, the link is below this video. So thanks for watching and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.